All right. Welcome to a special edition of the pod. We're doing our mock Bradley Beal negotiations, despite the fact that he says he wants to stay in Washington and Shams reported that he wants to stay in Washington. We don't care. We're going to trade him anyway. Uh, we're bringing on for another program, Buddy Scott. He's going to represent Washington, and then Sam and I are both taking the teams, and we're going to try and trade for Beal. So go ahead and start with Buddy. Um, just what are your thoughts here? What do you think is going to play out? Well, this is probably the only Brad Beal trade negotiation that's going to happen because it doesn't seem like it's going to happen in real life. Um, but, yeah, Maybe. I'm excited to see what uh, Chandler and Sam have to offer. Um, I think it'll be a pretty interesting thought experiment. I'm going to try to get the most value I can, probably try to put them against each other at, at some point in a bidding war. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see this playing out in a lot of different ways. So we'll see how yeah. it goes. Real quick, too, I'll just add that he doesn't have to come to a deal here. Um, like in real life, Beal hasn't requested the trade, doesn't want to be traded, but most rational people think that he should for, honestly, both sides, for his sake and for the team's sake. I mean, they've sucked the last few years with him, so he has all-time high value right now. Might as well get some assets for him and send him to a contender. But at the end of the day, probably not even likely he gets traded, like Buddy said, but... Buddy does not have to come to an agreement here, but we're really going to try and make him. Um, I guess we can go ahead and start to, since we split up the teams by East and West, I'll let Sam kick it off with one of his teams first, but mock offseason style, we're just going to go and give the pitch for the teams we picked out. All right, I'll go first then. So my first team is Boston, and I know Buddy's going to love this one. Danny Ainge always coming roaring with some serious offers. So Kemba and a future second, what do you think? Come on, give me something serious here. I mean, for Bo for Boston, I would love to make a deal. Um, we're not going to include Tatum. Uh, we're not going to include Brown. Um, so basically, it would just be a bunch of picks, which we know Danny is just too stingy with anyway. They, they definitely would have interest, and they have a lot of young pieces that you would maybe like, but I'm, I'm guessing without a blue-chip type guy that um, – Washington's not going to be going for that. Well, just for my information, um, if Brown and Tatum are off the board and I don't really want Kemba's money, are all, like, would you be interested in, like, four unprotected swaps and or four unprotected picks and three unprotected swaps? Like, like would that be on the table? And then Hard what? Then what? What else? Though? Like, what's the salary? Marcus Smart. <laughs> I mean, like Smart and two young guys. Yeah, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that. Um, that well, how many much. picks? Well, I, well, just just make an offer then. So Smart, a couple young guys, and how many picks would would you? Get? I mean, we don't even we don't really want to lose Smart. Like Kemba Walker is kind of the chip for everything. Bro, <laughs> if Kemba's the matching salary, I. I think we can move on to the next team. That's what, you, you two love? point guards with knee and with knee problems, and on exactly. back to backs one night we'd be playing Neto forty seven minutes. So think, think of all the chemistry between the two thirty plus year old overpaid point guards. Um, it would just be glorious. Yeah, I think we're gonna pass on that Boston offer if Kemba is all that's on the table. All right. All right, I'll go with I'll go with the Nuggets then. 
Um, I mean, we aren't sure we'll be able to win a championship anytime soon with our current setup. We'll be really good for a long time. But we do want to kick the tires on any superstar that comes available. We think Bradley Beal fits perfect. A lot of potential for some different deals here. Um, I mean, there's the classic Gary Harris, young guy or two, and picks. Maybe there's Gary Harris, and if Michael Porter Jr. is on the table, maybe just them two. I don't know. Um, Maybe Jamal Murray gets in some trade talks. Kind of got to see what Washington's thinking, but... There's some room for some conversation there. Um, Obviously, Jokic is off the table. Yes, yes. Um, Murray, that's really interesting. I didn't think you would say that. Um, any any trade construction would have to have one of MPJ and Murray, or or both, if you're in love with Bradley Beal. But if you know if. Murray's not in the deal, and then if also if MPJ is not in the deal, I can't imagine you guys even with if you trade all, all the picks you can and I don't know, Bull Bowl and the two guys you just drafted in the first round, that wouldn't be enough. So unless Michael Porter Jr. is like one of the pieces, is like the blue chip like asset, um, we wouldn't be interested. Okay, well you 100% sure you're not interested in Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and every pick available? Yeah, I mean, that's only that's only two picks, I'm pretty sure, because you're sending a 23 first to New Orleans. Yeah, that's... Uh, that, uh, yeah. Eh. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that's enough. I'm... I mean, so is, is, is MPJ on... Untouchable? Like, are, I mean, I'm, he's not, I'm un- not gonna. He, he's not untouchable, but our, it's gonna. Yeah, he we're not to be gonna deal. offer him right away. Um, I don't think we should shut off conversations. I think right. there's definitely something to come back to. Okay. All right, Sam. All right, we're gonna go with a similar one of the Boston. The Raptors would like to get in in the room here, and this is this is a. Uh, you can swap out. You can get. We can give you another point guard similar to Boston. Basically, Lowry is the matching salary, and then all the picks. Do you want all the picks from the Raptors? Oh, well. You you can still be half decent this year. Westbrook probably wouldn't be too mad. Lowry's a dog. You can actually maybe instill some uh, confidence in some of your your younger players. Teach them the ropes that that veteran wily experience he has. Yeah, I mean, I view Lowry as a better trade target than Walker just because Lowry is expiring. Um, so you're saying four firsts and three swaps, like just the, the mother load and Lowry for, for Brad Beal? I mean, I've heard some of your other offers, and they're pretty bad, so maybe we wouldn't actually start with all of them. But <laughs> Yours was one of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, the Celtics uh, was one of them. No, we got our ear to the ground, and we're hearing um, we're hearing the trade the trade winds not be not be too lucrative for you. So I don't know. Maybe we'd call it three and three. Uh, it would be nice to also get like a young player in there, like a Malachi Flynn type. 
But you could, you could probably make that happen. Yeah, I mean, w- what about making Van Vliet the centerpiece? No, definitely not. Our whole really? goal is to get Van Vliet, Beal, OG, Siakam. We got four players between 24 and 27. That's our core. They're all signed, and that's what we want to roll with. If Van Vliet had not hit a million threes last night, would you be saying the same thing? Oh, for sure. Okay, okay. So Lowry would have to be the matching salary. There's no other construction. Well, I, yeah, I guess OG is untradeable and Siakam and Van Vliet, you're not trading. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not, like, completely hanging up the phone, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I would like to have picks and then at least one player that we can see this, keeping long term. And I don't this think is Lowry's also, that guy. Yeah, this is also the cap space angle, of course. You uh right. Lowry expires and gives you more options very, very soon. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean looking at the Wizards cap space, I mean they would only get about, I don't know, like twenty million max, and that's with not keeping Lowry and with not taking into account picks for next year. So I don't know that cap space is like our number one priority. It's more just not taking on long-term money for the next couple of years. But yeah, we can come back to the Toronto one. I'd I'd like to think that there'd be a better offer out there, but we'll see. All right. All right. Moving on, I'll go with the Warriors. And quick disclaimer, uh, me and Sam actually didn't clarify this with each other. Kind of just want to see how it played out, but... I'm thinking of it more as what I would do versus what the team would do because, like I said in the beginning, Beal's probably not getting traded. So for the fun of the exercise, I'm treating it as if I'm running every team. Um, and with that being said, let's pretend like as the Warriors, I'm playing this a little cooler and not giving away the negotiation here, but we really want Beal. Um, and rumor has it we might not be the highest on James Wiseman, but we think other people are, so we're going to pretend like everyone is. And we have a lot of picks, we are, or we have some interesting picks. Um, not saying everything's on the table, but a lot of stuff individually could be, maybe some combinations of a blue chip asset and some of the just random future first, or I don't know. I mean, Probably is there's nothing that's out of the question right now. Like everything will that you might be interested in, we'll have a conversation about. Yeah, I mean, just to give you an idea of what we'd be interested in, um, we like the construction of Ubre Wiseman and the Minnesota pick quite a lot, um, and as kind of a, a incentive for you to be more interested in that we, we'd swap robin lopez and looney which would give you a better center in the in the immediate and get off looney's money for next year but that's something we'd be willing to do but um getting both wiseman and the minnesota pick is a lot more favorable to us and and Ubre as the matching salary isn't expiring is a lot more favorable to us than uh taking on either wiggins or clay and i assume that you want to keep wiggins because if you're you know, training for Beal, you're trying to be good this year, and Wiggins has been solid. We're very much on the same page right now. I'm not going to say that's exactly what I had down, but pretty close. So I Sounds think we good. can have some interesting talks later. Okay. All right. 
My next team is the Hawks, and similarly, we are very interested in acquiring Bradley Beal, and we have a lot of young guys. We have a lot of picks. Um, we have some matching salary and Tony Snell. So, I mean, I guess it'd be, it would depend what you're interested in, but we feel like we have plethora of assets that we could throw your way. Um, something along the lines of two young guys, Snell, and first to, uh, to make your owner smile. Um, so is Trey Young the only untouchable? Would you say? Um, I mean, there's there's guys that you'd prefer not to be traded, right? But is that the only guy that you won't even have a conversation about? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you don't want Capella because uh, you got your center and you wouldn't really want to lose him. He's been playing amazing lately and really not too keen on including Reddish either. But outside of that, we'd be very open. Uh. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think we can have some really interesting discussions. Okongwu, we think, would need to be in the deal for for it to really pique our interest. Um, if you haven't watched Wizards basketball, we have no one that can play defense. So getting a young guy that can plausibly defend someone in the NBA would be great. So Okongwu is... Um, yeah, I mean, and I think John Collins would be an interesting discussion as well. But um, I think, yeah, we can have some good discussions there, it seems like. All right. Yeah, well, we can consider them a finalist then. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'll step in with the Grizzlies then. Um so we are pretty interested in Beal too. Um, the problem is he is seven years older than our main guys. Um, we have a lot of young guys who might be interested in. We have all of our picks and a few extra picks going forward. We have that 24 pick from the Warriors, probably pretty valuable there. We have every draft Twitter guy, so anyone you could have potentially been interested in. And they're all basically living up to expectations. A lot of interesting salary filler, too. Um, we got Winslow, Kyle Anderson, a bunch of good young role players, Tyus Jones, D'Anthony Melton, Dylan Brooks. The only people I'd say is off the table Table is definitely Jaw, most likely Jaron Jackson Jr. Most likely. Yeah. Um, we'll say, you know, for – the Grizzlies to really vault into the finalist category in this sweepstakes, um, we would really like Triple J in this trade. Um, and, you know, we could come to an agreement that it wouldn't have to be all of those picks by any means if he was in the trade. But uh, something that was along the lines of, like, Triple J, Winslow, I think one other salary to get the math to work, and then... Um, a couple picks that are, let's say, like the two picks that we like the best, two or three picks of all the ones you have. Um, you know, I should have just said it. I, I, Jared Jackson, he's 
off the table. Um, Hasn't so even it, played this year. <laughs> well, look, here's what it comes down to. I mean, like I said, Beal is like seven years older than our main guys that we're building around, and he's under contract for, what, the rest of this year, next year, then player option. We just can't throw that valuable of our, our young guys at him when, in reality, when everyone's ready, one, Beal might not be as good, and he could leave. And in, and in general, in, in acquiring him, like, I don't know how good that really makes us to, like, in the years that we for sure have him, like, we might not even make the playoffs this year if we get him. And if we do, we're ruining our chance of getting one more good pick. Like, I th- actually think they're in the playoffs right now, but I mean, I don't expect that to continue. Um, but yeah, we ruin our one last chance at getting a quality pick to add to this core. So at the end of the day, we don't want to give up our best assets. We we have a ton of like sweeteners that we could load you up on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it would need to be at least four of those six picks then, and probably more like five. So, if Winslow is your most likely, uh, the salary filler you'd like the most, uh, is, is that correct? Like, out of all the options for fillers, is that who you prefer? You prefer? Uh, yeah, something like Winslow... Melton and four pick, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna we be need too much. Defense. Us. Really? Um, yeah, okay. it's like you I said. Winslow like, hasn't played in like seven years, right? Yeah, but if we get Beal, like, and we get the six seed this year, cool. Maybe we get like five or six seed next year. But if he leaves, I mean, we kind of gave up our whole future—not our whole future, but we gave up a ton of our future just to be a little better. Okay. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. saying like, that we could load there you needs up. To be, there needs to be a, like a, a plausible blue chip asset. And if other teams are offering, you know, Wiseman or the Hawks seem like they're going to offer numerous intriguing young players. There, there has to be some give on, on your part to include not just picks, but players on your team. And we like Melton a lot that, you know, we can well, see. Oh. we can def we can definitely work Melton in it. I mean, we could. Um, I mean, we could do like Melton, Brandon Clark, any like Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, some of those type guys. We give you like four okay assets and a Are few. Are you picks. a big Winslow guy? Is that is that what this is? It seems like you, well, you really want Winslow it, as part of this core. Well, the idea, it was just the Winslow, Mellon, and the four picks. If Winslow's in, I don't know if I want to do a four-pick. That's they do. We're not really that interested in a four-pick deal in general, so I guess that was the issue with that one. And we're not yeah. getting them. If, we're probably done here because I know we're not going to get them without a four-pick deal if, if we're not including Triple J. And we don't want to include, include Triple J. We also don't want to do a four-pick deal. So I guess we're probably done here. Unless you yeah, want I mean, I, all, all you can eat of our draft Twitter, guys. I mean, I don't want to cross you off the list because you you're kind of the most one of the most asset-rich teams of all the ones we're talking about, actually. But, yeah, it hopefully other teams offer a little bit more than that. But I think we'll table these talks for now. Yeah, I mean, real quick, though, I can just throw out something like three picks, 
Winslow and one of the guys, one one or two of the draft Twitter type guys. That's probably what we're looking at. And it's it's our choice of those three picks, not not your choice. Most likely. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we'll we'll keep you in the running. You're you're ahead of Boston in the power rank right now. Put it that way. <laughs> That's probably everybody though. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sam, you can take over. All right, I have another one for you that involves mostly just clearing cap space and picks. So the Knicks would be interested, and what the Knicks have to offer are picks and picks soon. So, like, not a lot of teams have two first-rounders in the 2021 draft. I mean, a 2021 pick is a heck of a lot more valuable than, like, a 2026 pick that another team can trade you because I mean, are you going to have your job in 2026? Like those are those long out assets. Like you can dream on them, but you don't know what they're going to be, but you know that the 18th pick next year could be exciting. So basically we, I mean, we could throw any of the like fourth pick at the rate the Mavs are playing, but yeah, well, that that's <laughs> exactly. So you give you Nilakina, Dennis Smith jr. And Knox, if you were interested in him at all, and then we could give you four first, um, both of Dallas's, so 21 and 23, and then our 21, so coming up right now, top three protected. This is getting already specific, but I don't know if you're even interested in the Knicks. And then the 2024 Knicks pick. So four picks in the next four years, two this coming season, cap space, a couple of young flyers. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to get excited about the trade when the actual players in it are, like, three of the most depressing players in the NBA. Like, like I get that the picks could be nice, but Nilakina, DSJ, and Knox, I don't know. I mean, if there's no, like, Robinson or Toppin as part of the deal, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If... It, we we really like Robinson because again he's someone who can sort of be a defensive anchor for us. So would would he be on the table? Um, I mean we're not too excited to get off of him. Um, Tibbs can do wonders with defense, and they have been really good. We've been really good so far this season already. He's one of our only young <laughs> assets that has panned out, and probably gonna resign him long-term this offseason, so not really trying to include him, no. Isn't it kind of hard to get to this matching salary? Oh, uh, well, the Knicks, the Knicks have contracts kind of small. Oh, yeah, that's true, so it, it can be less. Yeah, so we only have to send out about um, 12 or so million. Yeah, and, and those three players are 16. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not the worst trade offer, but I just... It just doesn't really excite us, you know, like un- unless it really seems like Dallas is like terrible and I still don't understand how that's happening. But yeah, I I don't know if if there's no like promising young player that you're sending back, even though the three guys you're sending back were all like recent top 10 picks. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that excited about that one. Fair enough. All right, Spurs here. Um, 
so the thing about us trading for Beal is we, he's in like the perfect age group where he kind of help us win now with our vets and get go forward a little bit with our young guys. And we have a lot of young guys. Um, we wanted to keep Derek White in general, but Poison Pill would make it pretty tough to include him. But DeJounte Murray isn't off the table. Um, definitely not giving up both of Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson. We probably prefer to keep Johnson. So Vassell would be on the table. Lonnie Walker could be on the table. Uh, picks are out there. Trey Jones. Obviously, this isn't like one giant offer, but a lot of pieces of offers. Um, matching salary, we could give you expirings. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically every young guy, basically anything's on the table here except for Derek White. And we don't want to trade Kelvin Johnson. And I assume you don't want to trade DeRozan because that kind of goes against your whole trading for Beal thing, right? That those, I mean, I mean, if you're interested in DeRozan and picks, I mean, we'd probably be interested in that. I mean, I'm, I'm not interested in that. I was just wondering what direction you wanted to go in. Well, that's, um, what, I, that's what I was going to say. Like, Beal honestly doesn't change our direction. Like, we can, even if we're giving up one of our vets, like, I think he's a better vet and we'd still be good. So, yeah. Obviously, the Spurs as an organization don't really do things like this, but <laughs> right. I'm running yeah. things now. Um, yeah, I, you know, Jakob and you're interested in some defense. Jakob Pertl, yeah. he's poison pill. I believe, is he poison pill? No, he signed no, last offseason. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is year one of his contract. Um, yeah, so he's on the table too. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different constructions here. Um, yeah, it might be best for you yeah. to just kind of just rank the things you want, and then we can discuss right. how realistic it is. Right. I mean. So we're not really – we want, like, young players that we feel like we can sort of build around. So something like Murray, Pirtle, and some other stuff that isn't Keldon Johnson, but I don't know. Maybe, like, a Lonnie Walker type and a first. You're still keeping most of your, most of your young guys. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not crazy. I mean, we can yeah. definitely negotiate something there. Yeah, and I I mean we're interested in Pertle is just like obviously Pertle's not going to be a franchise changing big right, but he's like he's a rotation caliber player on a contract under the mid level. So yeah, I, you know Murray and Westbrook, ugh, but yeah. <laughs> That that's another thing we I, I have to keep in the back of my mind. Then we just we still have Westbrook. So yeah, but at the end of the yeah. day, if you're making a rebuilding trade, you don't really care about what's on right. your roster now. Right, right. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm I'm interested in a bunch of different constructions. We don't have to. We can we can get into it a little bit later once we see what the market looks like. For us, yeah, for some other sounds teams. good. Okay. All right. Um, let's let's go to Philly. So Philly's interested, and 
How big of a Maxi fan are you? We like him. That's what I like to hear. So, okay. <laughs> all right, our first offer would be structured around Tybal, Maxi, Tobias Harris, and firsts. Is that like a garbage bin tosser immediately, or does that get um, some interest? Yeah. I guess just to give you both a little bit of insight into how I'm thinking, like the only way we'll take on like some huge contract going on multiple years is if we feel like we can really build around the guy. And Tobias Harris is really like borderline. You know, he's he's a, I don't know, like close to an all-star level player, but I don't know. We have a bunch he's of a, younger Tobias Harris's on our team, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, <laughs> or, I think we you know that, think that, Tobias... that kind of position. We think Tobias is a cornerstone. We just gave him like $170 million a couple of years ago, or a year and a half ago. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm interested. Um, we'd probably have to send back a little bit more salary than Harris Smith. Yeah, Ish, more than Ish, Ish Smith was what I had in mind under that construction. Okay. I think it works just fine. Yeah, I'm having a hard time thinking about like which are the like the couple of teams that I because I feel like most teams are you know they make like solid offers and it's hard to differentiate like they're all kind of like they don't wow me but like I could see talks moving forward and this is another one of those where like Tybal and Maxi both make sense Harris is so good and if you're also willing to throw in like a pick or two and 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 then I mean to think about the fact that you'd have like a legit Big three. I mean, you're not trading Simmons in this trade, so yeah. I'd be shocked that deal can get done without Simmons. That's all I'm yeah, gonna say from I the mean, outside. I, I mean, hey, that, pipe down, <laughs> Western Conference GM. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it it it, see, it would be a lot easier if you were just willing to trade Simmons, but that just doesn't. I don't know. It seems like based on that first thing you said, you don't really want to trade Simmons. Um, yeah, maybe. Come on, Philly. After I go through, after we get through our last teams, we can kind of all these teams that are halfway in there can throw out an offer. Okay. And basically, we got to move on if it's not good enough. Um, right. So Pelicans here. Um, can we interest you in the guy who was drafted right after Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram? Ingram. He's on the table. We'll we'll go ahead and say it. Um, don't need to dance around it too much. He's on the table. Obviously, there's not going to be too much extra compensation there. Um, there's also Lonzo and picks, a lot of picks, or any other young guys and picks. I mean, actually, we could probably add some of the young guys to Lonzo. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at. Brandon Ingram and light pick compensation or – Lonzo, other eh, young guys, and more pick compensation. Hmm. And we'd probably if it, the deal sent around Lonzo and other random pick, uh, other random guys, we'd probably do the well. I can't say the max picks because we have a ton of picks going forward. We'd probably let you pick out three to four first. Hmm. Yeah. I I guess just taking a step back, like. Obviously, by by doing these trade talks, we're kind of going against what the Wizards have said they're going to do. But I also should keep in mind that, like, I'm not going to trade 
feel from the team that's 14th in an, in the East to the team that's 14th in the West. Like if I'm going to trade him, it's going to be because I'm trading him to a contender and I'm, I'm doing good by, by like Brad, but then also getting a huge package. So, you know, trading him to a team that, what is New Orleans? Like eight, eight and 12, something like that. Yeah. They just, uh, yeah. And it, I mean, Ingram really, you know, plays the same position as the two guys that we've drafted the past two years, which is, you know, kind of the frustration with, like, Harris, Michael Porter Jr., all of these guys, like, you know, like, they're wings. Like, but if we're really going into a rebuild, we need our three and four to be Denny and Roy. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's another interesting one. I just don't know that the deal would actually get done, you know? Yeah, that's honestly probably how it would go down to, like I said, so... We probably yeah. just scratch them off. Okay. And that is all for my teams. Do you have one more, Sam, or is that it? Yeah, I got I got two more actually. So oh, okay. the Heat are definitely interested as well, and the Heat can basically offer Tyler Hero and salary, and maybe Precious if uh, if the market demanded it. We can't really give up any picks. We could do a swap in 22, which probably isn't going to help you, but never hurts to have. And then we just owe a pick forever to Oklahoma City. Maybe we could like negotiate to remove um, some of the protections. But you probably couldn't get it till like 26 or 27. But we'd right. be willing to throw in, yeah, those guys and whatever minor draft assets that we have. Yeah, I just don't think you have enough, especially if you're not including Robinson. Even with all three of those young guys, um, you just don't really have, like, the draft capital to compensate for, like, not yeah. really having, like, a great young player. So, yeah, I, I'm not really going to move forward with that one. Okay, and then my last team is Indiana. And... Ooh. How about Karis LeVert, who we just acquired, who we love, but we would be willing to move on from, and then Jeremy Lamb for salary, and then picks. So LeVert, it's kind of a similar player to Beal. Um, not quite as good, probably not as efficient, but it wouldn't take your team straight to the tank, which is maybe what you want to do, but with lottery reform, who knows if you'd actually need to get all the way to the bottom, and actually you already are all the way at the bottom for wins anyway, even with your current team as constructed. So Karis LeVert, and then we're thinking like two unprotected firsts and a couple swaps would probably be where we would mostly think about it. How about Miles Turner? Uh, no, see, it, there was reports that we were trying to get rid of him, uh, you know, in the offseason to get Gordon Hayward. But when he's averaging 13 blocks a game or whatever it is, and uh, in, in the defensive player of the year running, we just we can't really afford to lose him. Yeah, it just doesn't move the needle if you're not including one of your two bigs. And you're always going to find a way to not be in the lottery. So we don't really value your picks and you should take that for the compliment that it is. <laughs> You'll, yeah, you'll find a way to that, get in the playoffs. That's actually, yeah. I mean, we have deep and we have a lot of solid players. Like, we don't ever think we're going to be terrible. So that's why I was willing to, yeah, probably unprotected, maybe even three picks. But it sounds like you're not really interested. Yeah, the the Pacers pick that 
they traded to Brooklyn for Thad Young on 2016 draft night has still not conveyed because it's the second that's top 44 protected. Um, and they made the playoffs every year. But yeah, I'm, I don't. I, at some point, I got to start crossing teams off, and that's why I crossed off the last three. But yeah, I, I can't really see a deal getting done there. Okay, that's all my teams. All right, so, okay. buddy, do you want to steer it to some of the teams we're talking about who just basically have to throw in an author and we'll decide if they're staying in the conversation? Right, so I guess I'll say the teams that are definitely, like, that I want to be finalists, um, Warriors, Hawks, and the others are, I kind of want to have some deep conversations kind of get to the bottom of this so um i guess i'll start with with the oh i i guess i'll cross off the raptors um so i'll start with the nuggets um you know it would i guess we can quickly talk about a jamal murray deal like what what were you were you just thinking like just the swap of those two players or I, I mean, I I think that you you would be the one attaching something to that, even though he's he's younger and under contract for longer. Yeah, I mean that we're pretty okay with that. Um, we would do no more um, playing about negotiations now. Being real, we just I mean we do Murray, one of our low end young guys in a pick, as in low end young guys, as in like R.J. Hampton or. The other guy they drafted this year, I don't know anything about, honestly. Um, right. Zeke, Najee, yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about him, to be honest. But if you like him, we'll throw him in. <laughs> yeah, I like mean, on the Bill Simmons pod when he was just like, Booker for Beal, who says no? <laughs> it reminds me of that. Um, Bill Simmons thinking Marvin Bagley was a real asset when it comes to the Harden <laughs> saga, but that's another conversation. Yeah, he kept, he kept mentioning <laughs> Sacramento. Um, yeah, I'll make it like Murray, okay. whatever first you want, and then Hampton or Najee. Hmm. If you want to write it down and come back to it, we can do that and move on yeah. to another team. But if that's well, your preferred structure of a deal, that's what we have on the table. And then for MPJ, do you yeah. want to do you want to hear that one out or? Yes. So Harris for filler. Honestly, is there any way? No, there's probably no way we can keep Harris. But uh, so Harris, MPJ, uh, one pick, two picks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, if if it, you don't want to trade Harris because you wanted some defense, you could trade Barton and Millsap. But that kind of I think that might hurt happens, worse, honestly, so. defensively. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll do. I mean, yeah, I guess we don't have time to just play around with things like that. I'm, I'll straight up offer two picks. We'll do Harris, MPJ, and uh, two picks, two firsts. Yeah, we'd actually prefer the Murray construction just because okay. of the border overlap. Um, but if you're serious about that, that kind of vaults you into the finals. Um, okay, so I'll now, now I'm going to narrow down Memphis, San Antonio, and Philly. I'm going to eliminate two of those three you can probably do um, memphis really fast honestly okay yeah i mean 
So I don't even know if I need to make an offer. I'm I'm not putting Jaron Jackson Jr. on the table, and I'm not doing more than three picks. So we're just not our team's just not in that position, and we don't see adding Beal as like bolting us to a contender like some of these other teams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can just and talk there. Um, Philly. Um, do you want to have a Simmons conversation or? So our Simmons conversation would be. Simmons. Wow. <laughs> so Bradley Beal and, has one and, and we a half would decline that. Left. Okay. Bradley Beal has one and a half seasons left. Um, ben Simmons is younger, way more years of team control. I know we're all bidding for Bradley Beal, and I do like Bradley Beal, but let's just whip through this quickly. He has been to two All Star games, zero All NBA teams. He shot under 36% from three in three straight years, never been in the conference finals. He's only a touch above uh, league average effective field goal percentage. Hey, points last, per like, game, five though. Seasons. Points, points per, per game. Points per game. Points. He's been a negative defender by defensive box minus the last six seasons. Like, I think that, I don't know. I, we might be fielding these like it's like prime Kawhi Leonard or something. He's. Like, Ben Simmons, and if a lot of people love him, I personally don't, but I'm trying to be the GM here. I don't know what this massive upgrade is, honestly. And are we treating, treating him like... Playmaking. We're treating him like a walk, uh, walk-in walk first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, our, 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 we would just say Simmons like that. The other offer is probably better if if you don't like that. The Maxi. Harris, Maxi. All right, what are the picks? Two picks. Um, yeah, we could, to, uh, we could do Harris, um, Maxi, and twenty-one and twenty-three first. What about Matisse? Um, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we would probably we would probably we would probably throw in Matisse. I mean, I don't know what these other yeah yeah you would are. you're getting Bradley Beal and keeping your two best players. <laughs> Okay, wait, hear me out. Let's work out some form of three-way deal where Ben Simmons is coming to us. Y'all are getting to the Nuggets. Sixers are getting Jamal Murray. And then uh, Whoa. Nuggets are getting whatever package they want. Honestly, I was just kind of kidding with around with that, but the Nuggets would love Ben Simmons if the Sixers like Jamal Murray. <laughs> would the Nuggets really like Ben Simmons that much more than, than Jamal Murray? I don't know. Yeah, true. I was just think in my mind, it, I was just thinking Jokic plus Ben Simmons, but you're right, losing Murray yeah. probably changed a lot of things. Well, it it just seems like like the Nuggets offense doesn't really work with someone in the dunker spot. They kind of have Jokic and then four guys all on the corners, or it, you know, just yeah. point line. So I can't really see that. But okay, so getting back to the Philly thing, Harris, Thibault. Maxi, 2023, unprotected first. Isn't that what they traded for Danny Green? Uh, yeah. No. It was a 25. 25? They, they have 23 through 23. Yeah. Did you say 21 and 23? I said 23 unprotected, if you're including the two young guys. Well, and, and, and this isn't like, okay, we're trading Bradley Beal to the Sixers. It's just like, if you say no to that, you're not one of the finalists. I mean, no, we're, we'd be interested in that, yeah. Okay, okay. Then, 
San Antonio unless you wow us. It, the hard thing is, like, I don't really... It, there's so many different constructions of the yeah. San Antonio trade that you kind of just have to offer something because it's, it's hard for me to, like, think about the, like, 40 different... Yeah, no, that's that's why I was hoping you'd have an offer in mind. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and start then. Let's say, I mean, DeJounte Murray just makes sense. Good salary filler there. Also, defense, young, good player, under contract for a while. So we'll just start with that as the baseline of the deal. Um, so if I'm bringing Beal in, that makes some of the guards probably a little less valuable. But, okay. So we'd still need one come off the bench, so probably. Okay, let's do Murray. <laughs> There's so many possibilities here. Murray. What if it's like Murray, Pirtle, Vassell, and a pick? Uh, if we change Vassell to Lonnie Walker, then that's on the table. And we might do more than one pick. Hmm. I like that. So who would that yeah. leave us with then? We'd be looking at Derek White, Brad Beal, DeRozan, Aldridge. And who do we have that's young still? So Keldon Lonnie Johnson. Walker, Keldon Johnson. Don't you forget Keldon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it in order of salary. So he's at the oh, bottom. That's why I keep forgetting him. Um I mean, we'd still keep a good bit of youth there. Trey Jones. That, and you still have Mills yeah. and Gay that are still contributing a lot. So Yeah, it just, that is, well, if you think about it, if Pop's like, okay, I'm coaching two more years, let's be as good as we can for this years, that makes sense. Um, it just does feel like the Spurs are getting a little old there. Like, they have all this young talent. But I'm not going to roll that deal off the table. Um, it's, I mean, getting Bradley Beal, I think, changes, changes a lot of things. So. Yeah. I don't want to rule that one out, too. Um, I guess the one that we haven't really talked through, so there's, just to give the listeners a view, there's there's five teams left. There's Denver, Golden State, Atlanta, San Antonio, and Philadelphia. The one that we haven't really talked about is Atlanta. I just know that a, that a good trade could come of it. You know, you have so much young talent. So let's kind of get, get uh, into the mud here. And um, Do you want to offer something? Yeah, well, how about Snell, Hunter, Herder? I think we have to throw in one more minimum guy because it's just short for salary. And then we would do we would do three first. We would do our own in 21 unprotected because clearly we're about to be really good this year now. Um, we give up. I don't know. Maybe we'd let you choose uh, which three you wanted. We have an Oklahoma City one that probably won't convey next year, but maybe. I mean, they're better than expected. We would give you three picks. Probably, probably would want to like lottery protect one of them. So we want a Kongwu to be in this deal. That's kind of one of our our demands. And you have Capella putting up like freaking thirty and twenty every night. So I think yeah, he'll but- be okay. Yeah, but John Collins is kind of a walk risk, and we have, like, no other big... Well, that's up to you whether he's a walk risk. You can just yeah, match well, anything. It might be up to a, to our owner if we're um, paying Bradley Beal in the future, because you know he's going to stay now. Trey Young's going to be due. 
John Collins thinks he's a max player. Like, it might get a little hairy. But Spurs are going to max him, I'm telling you. They would still have the room, even if they did that, that field trade. Um, sorry, so this is your long way of saying you're not including Okongwu? Or oh, we we don't, really wanna, don't want I mean, to. I mean, we really don't want to. I mean, we feel like we have enough assets and picks yeah, but like that's that's the one guy that we want. That is the prototype of the player that we thought that we were getting in the draft, and then you took him at six, kind of surprisingly. Um, well, then so we want to really want him pull to back. Different. We'd want to pull back some of the other stuff then if we were going to consider him. Like we are not really that interested in trading him. Um, or I should say, he's like, just much more coveted than um, the other guys. Just because we have a lot of young wings. I mean, that's what we want, but we're trading right. for a wing, and we already have a lot of wings. Well, I mean, what if what if you kept both Hunter and Reddish? You're keeping so much young talent on your team. So what if it was like Snell, Okongwu, Herder, and a bunch of picks? You're keeping like <laughs> like your top like seven guys and getting Bradley Beal. Like <laughs> So you're saying to leave... Hunter and Reddish. I mean, what is a ton of picks at this point? I mean, because as I just laid out, you're not trading like your three best young players that are trade eligible. Um, I mean, it would probably be. I mean, I don't know if we know if if Okongwu is so special to you guys. Like, how do we know he's not better than those guys? <laughs> he's barely played. Hmm. Yeah. I... I just feel like this is going to take too long to get. And, and, and it's another one of those teams where, like, like, they might be kind of close to each other in the standings by the end of the year. And I don't know. It, that wouldn't be, like, really trading him to a contender. And it doesn't really it, – it seems like you're trying, to keep, you're trying to keep too much, like, off the table. So unless I mean, you just, come out with some mm-hmm. – Just because we're asset-rich doesn't mean, like – like we're not bidding against our internal team; we're bidding against other teams. Like, like you're focusing on what isn't in the deal, but I mean, really, it's pitted against other offers, right? Yeah, it's pitted against Wiseman and the Minnesota pick. Like, what? And and a Congo is inferior to both, so maybe. All right. Well, if you so you're saying like a Congo with three picks, Herder and. Snell, no. salary. <laughs> I mean, do you have a capable big man that you could include <laughs> back? Uh, I don't know that you're sending off. Oh yeah, we we have uh, Alex Len. <laughs> you can get your, <laughs> your guy Alex Len back. We just signed him on for the the hardship exception. Well, if that's not a needle mover, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think maybe... I don't know. I think maybe this isn't the best offer. Or it doesn't sound like we're close enough. If if um, Kongwu is just, like, the staple of your future, I mean... He kind of is. Then, what? <laughs> he kind of is. I mean, we we really like him as a as a prospect, if you can't tell. Okay, well, Kongwu, Kongwu, Herder, and two, two unprotected picks with Snell. <laughs> Set it I, into the commission. 
<laughs> no, okay. Just because we like a Kongu doesn't mean that you can just put like nothing around him and then. I don't oh, know. Herder is nothing. Herder's fine. He's just a shorter Bertans, pretty much. <laughs> we have enough of that already. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I, why don't you why don't you hone in on why don't you hone in on like your final two teams and if something sparks them to jump back in, maybe I'll <laughs> so. Okay, okay. Um so the 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 deal that intrigues us the most is the Warriors deal, which we haven't talked about in a while. Um and that's where I really wanna so I I guess like we can get into the Warriors deal, and then if other teams feel like, you know, the Wiz and the Warriors are getting close, then they can, like, put some more on the table, if that makes sense. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so talk about the Warriors a little bit, Chandler. I mean, the original salary filler structure I wrote out was basically exactly how you worded it. I like the idea of doing Ubre as the filler, because like you said, if we're trading for Beal, we want to stay as good as possible and we would have very high goals for the next few seasons when Clay's healthy, but we'd like to keep Wiggins for this year too to probably help. Beal would honestly probably put us in the round, like the tier two of contenders, and maybe, and if we keep Wiggins, probably tier one for the next year or two after that. So and I think the situation Beal would be likely to stay. And one thing too, just about adding Beal to this team is like him and Steph and Draymond, like that's a very additive like group of players. Like they're, they're all going to make each other better. Like, I mean, just kind of like how Clay did, and every other superstar. Like, if you're a superstar, you can shoot. Like, that's like perfect to play next to Stephen Dre. And then the Warriors also desperately needed some creation when they're not on the court. Stephen Dre can tie their minutes together. Beal can run the second unit. Um, we love the idea of Beal. So, Ubre definitely down to include him as filler. Like I said, Wiseman definitely down to include him. And the first what we wrote out as like our original offer would be Ubre Wiseman. Jordan Poole, and then two firsts that one not be in the Minnesota pick, though. Or I guess both not be in the Minnesota pick. A couple things. First of all, Ubre had 40 tonight, so you might have to rethink if you want to trade him. Um, so he's worth more now. <laughs> second thing is Straight up. You, would have, you would have five players alone that are making a combined $174 million next year. I talked to the owner. It's fun. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I just I just wanted to run it by you that that would be what your cap sheet looked like. Um, yeah, I mean, the reason why, you know, you became a finalist and kind of the team to beat, we think, is that we were – we really want that Minnesota pick. We feel like that pick could be – the fourth pick in this year's draft. Sorry, Sam. And, you know, <laughs> we could get a franchise nice. cornerstone with that pick. Um, so we want that pick in there. And it would be, I don't know, like we're, we're high on Wiseman, but we're not that high where you could trade. Well, what first? So you can, we could do both. You can only trade a 27 first. But we have two. We could trade ours. Oh, no, you too. could like in that tankathon you shared in our Twitter chat where they won the lottery right. with their pick and then they got the fourth pick from the Wolves, like the little, literally best possible scenario. Yeah, but that, that pick is that pick is going to Oklahoma City. It's top 20 protected, but you can't trade it. It's top 20 protected yeah. this year? Yeah, that's the pick they sent for Ubre. 
it's top 20 protected, and if it doesn't convey, then they get Minnesota's second this year. That was the trade. So, and then you're also saying a 24 first. Yeah, which is I well. Think, okay, we don't, I guess we don't even yeah. kinda, we don't have to haggle that. We'll we'll make the offer include the Minnesota pick. We'll do the Ubre Wiseman, and I forgot about the center swap you mentioned. I that actually right. makes us a little bit more willing. Um, let me scroll see if there's any minimum guy that we might request to also be in this deal. Yeah, Golden State actually can't trade any first until after this year's draft any of their own first okay um let's see any way we could get a uh, davis bertans in this deal um no way no. that you have enough salary <laughs> you're yeah. sending back enough salary yeah um so beal and then the center swap um and and the center swap totally benefits you more it does yeah yeah that's a positive for us we'll acknowledge that i don't know if the Uh, money works there because it it barely works without the center swap so y'all would be sending out around 35 um you'd only be sending out like 27 28 i mean we could Throw That's in. really close. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we have to haggle over that because at the end of the day, we could throw in a smiley, smiley or Mulder or pool. Yeah, like we could. Yeah. That's not worth. Warriors that's are not, never. That's not a good radio there. <laughs> um, I think smiley is going to be a Warriors lifer. They're they're never going to admit that that was a bad pick. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so we'll do. Yeah, I mean, Ubre, Wiseman, the center swap, and the Minnesota pick. I guess that's our final offer. Um. Can you also throw in the Toronto 2022 second as compensation for us taking on Looney's money next year? Sure. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, we're not, like, accepting that right now, but we could see ourselves accepting that, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I... Let's see. Uh, Should talk to Philly. Um... Really, you know, if, if he's not throwing he, Ben Simmons in more, you just got to hang up. <laughs> Excuse well, me. We, we don't need your lift here. I was just going to say that. Um, I, well, OK, now I'm just going to make an offer. And if you say no to it, then then you're out of the running. If that makes sense. Um, Harris, Maxi, Thibault, 2021 first, which is going to be pretty bad and 2023 first both unprotected which won't matter this year and hopefully won't matter in 2023 does um and i guess ish 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 smith is in the deal and you're saving money you're saving tax money so does bradley beals be in the tax wait (laughs) Does Bradley Whatever. Beal's agent uh, want to float that he is excited about Philly to us? I mean, he's excited about Philly, but he's also not extension eligible until October. Um, and so you wouldn't know for sure. Like, it couldn't be like an extended trade kind of situation. But, um, yeah. He, I mean, 
he would be interested in playing with two all NBA caliber players on a contender. Yes. Um, I mean, that helps you include more. Yeah, I mean, we would. I think we would do that. Yeah, I mean, I I still like the Warriors offer better just because I it's not like I I get that excited about anything, right? Um, Talk I, about the Oki doke. Kind of like making sure I have options. Um, and I don't really know how much more I can ask for, honestly. Who <laughs> um, to next? I feel like it, at some point I just need to start crossing off some teams. Um, let, let's circle back to Denver. The Murray, Najee, and the first idea. Um, what is even the point of flipping Beal for Murray, honestly, for you? I mean, I, I just think Beal's a lot better than No, Murray. no, I'm talking to Washington. They don't, you don't need to ask them that. <laughs> Five years under contract? I, yeah, I mean, I could point to some things. He's, he's younger, he's under contract for longer. They're, in theory, when Murray is not airballing everything, they're similar players, um, like similar caliber players. Uh, yeah, but because, you know, we're... We're, we're doing it to potentially get like a couple other assets and you're doing it because you think it could get you closer to contention in the West. Um, it would either need to, so your current offer is Najee and a first as you know, the sweetener. Um, it would either need to be Najee, Hampton and a first or Najee and two firsts. And the first would have to be 21 and 27. We do Najee Hampton in the first. Okay, that that's that's good to know. I guess like it's like we're doing good cop bad cop here. I'm throwing the house at him, and Sam's just like <laughs> not wanting to give anything up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I I think I'm about to cross off Atlanta. Um, Unless you, unless you're throwing in, I don't know, a bunch of things, I can kind of just cross you guys off. So maybe he's a little older than our court. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like we're going to come to an agreement. Like, so no. One thing I, I got to add about Atlanta though is Clint Capella is like playing out of his mind. Like I would be pretty willing to include Anyeka. I mean, in general, it seems I'm more willing to include people, but um, Clint Capella. I mean, he's been so good for the Hawks. Yeah, it also has a terrible injury history, and I mean, Okongwu was like eight years of team control. He just got drafted sixth overall. Like, I don't know. I mean, I would have included him. I just want to include him and like four picks and Herder. Yeah, I feel like Herder's kind of immaterial though for the Hawks because, like, I mean, Beal's going to take every single one of his minutes as is. It's and I mean, yeah, what's the point of keeping Herder? And you still got got Bogey too. There's a lot of you know. Yeah, but again, like you're doing the thing that teams used to try to do to Boston. It's like, well, you have like seven extra picks. Well, just because we have all these assets doesn't mean that they should just all be thrown in. Like we can make other trades after this. We're still young. We have plenty of options. I just think part of it is if you're keeping, like Buddy said, your top seven or eight and two of those guys are like pretty good wings who are you have a ton of team control over. You have a few veterans you signed this year. You have like under deal for a little bit. Trey, you still have plenty of team control. 
I mean, yeah, you kind of get weak in the picks department, but I don't know. I mean, I just think if you can keep that many good players and add Bradley Beal to that, who you could probably – I mean, he seems to be super loyal. Maybe you can talk him into staying. Um, I mean, I guess that's a, another thing to get – that's a whole different consideration. But just in general, I think if you can add Beal to that many players where you still have a good bit of team control, I think I would definitely – if I was the Hawks, I was probably going to be more aggressive. Yeah, and because I, I know was surprised like, he didn't organization more. wise, they do want to get like I think that's the type of deal they have been looking to do. Yeah. All right. I mean, I I forgot when y'all were doing that. How were you offering John Collins up at all? How was he involved? Were you, were you interested? I mean, he wasn't not available. He just yeah. that's not what he focused on. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It would have to. Yeah. The more that I think about it, and like now knowing what kind of these final offers are or you know these close to final offers are from other teams it would have to be like a kong Wu and then like one of reddish and hunter and snell and it could be less picks but i don't know we didn't really value those picks because we think you're going to be good especially if you get beal um yeah so that's yeah so i mean if we, we just, just for sick argument if it was like hunter a kong Wu, snell two unprotected pit first i mean is that going to beat this denver offer Yeah, because really? I because I really like because I really like a Kongwu, and hunters look really good this year. Yeah, yes. Oh, oh wait, did you say hunter in that deal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you said hunter. No, did you say yeah? Oh, okay. Hunter. Gotcha. Um. um yeah, but you can pick it up wherever you want to take it. Yeah. Uh. Let's do. Let's go back to San Antonio. Um, the, we left it as Dejounte, Jakob Pertl, Lonnie Walker, and two picks. Um, and you didn't want to include Vassell; you wanted it to be Lonnie Walker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If, yeah, if we're already throwing Murray, I mean Vassell's like the next best, probably reasonable young asset. So adding him. Like, we already have Murray and Jacoperto in there. Like, I just don't – maybe if it was just Murray and Vassell, maybe if we could talk something out. But adding, like, already having Murray and then another young player and then Vassell, that's going to be too much. What would a trade that included Keldon Johnson look like in theory? Probably not Murray. It'd probably have to be salary filler and picks. Right. So probably be, be some of those veteran expirings that – yeah, you could pick out whatever you wanted there, um, and then we could we could give you whatever picks based off your salary filler. I mean, so if you wanted Keldon Johnson, who would you want the filler to be? I mean, I guess I would concede that it would be like Patty Mills instead of Murray. Um, so it would be like Patty Mills, Pirtle, Keldon Johnson, and two picks. So it's the same construction. You just... We're just swapping out players. Yeah. Um, so then what does that leave us with? Then we have Bradley Beal and one of White and Murray starting. Then we have the other one coming off the bench. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I, I kind of would like this deal to shorten out our guard rotation a little bit. So maybe... I don't know. I mean, I, that structure probably just leaves us in a little bit too weird of a place. I, like I said, a few too many guards. 
and then we're losing our young center too. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I love that structure. Okay. Hmm. All right. So I'm down to four, and I still like the Warriors the most. So just to recap, it's Denver with Murray, Najee, Hampton, and a first. It's the Warriors with Ubre, Wiseman, the Minnesota pick, and Looney for Beal and Rolo. It's San Antonio for what what we just talked about, but I guess what we were talking about before was Murray Pirtle, Lonnie Walker, and two picks, and then Philadelphia being Harris, Maxey, Tybal, and two picks. Which, I don't know. I feel like that would be a really interesting Twitter poll. <laughs> But it's hard for my. I guess I if you got to if you got to rule out one now, who are you ruling out, or give them a chance to up their offer? Don't screw this up. <laughs> I think the choice is obvious. Well, I actually think San Antonio is the team that needs to improve their offer because it seems like the other three teams are kind of like seeming like they're offering everything that they can, given what they have said as the untou- as the untouchables. The Warriors can't really add anything to what they're currently offering, and I still like them the best. So, I don't know. I mean, so, is do you like Keldon Johnson more than DeJounte Murray? Yes. Okay, so, what about, well, I just realized trade NBA lists DeMar DeRozan as a power forward. <laughs> um, Bubble DeRozan. I mean, they've been playing smaller. <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay, so let's do. What about Keldon Johnson and Lonnie Walker plus uh, Rudy Gay or Patty Mills and picks? And two, two first. So I'm not getting my guy Pirtle in this deal? No. Nah. Not, not that I'm walking away if you're not including Pirtle, but. Um... Uh, yeah, I just think that's not like that necessary to right, the deal, right, right. and then it just leaves us without a starting, without a quality center. Aldridge. Yeah, it, like it's I said, leaves center. us without a good center. <laughs> um, so you're including Lonnie and Keldon along with just like a veteran. Um, yeah. So it'd be Lonnie, Keldon, whichever of Rudy Gay or Patty Mills you prefer. And two unprotected firsts. You can pick them far out if you want. Shit, that's I don't know. I, that that's kind of like the deal I'm I'm looking for. Like a, a actual player, in this case, two players that look like they're going to be pretty solid NBA players and picks. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's just hard because like I don't really know where the improvements on any of these deals are. Unless I was like, hey, San Antonio, you also have to include DeJounte. But then I feel like you're not including all three of those young guys unless you unless you want to. <laughs> you wouldn't have to include any picks. <laughs> DeJounte, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson for Bradley Beal. No, but, <laughs> but we'll add two pick swaps to our offer. Hmm. 
So we could give you like the last four years, basically, of San Antonio. You could get uh, our furthest two out first, which who knows how good will be by then, and the two pick swaps in between. Odds are one of those pick swap hits. What about DeJounte, Pirtle, and Keldon? Straight up. Let's and see. one pick. Nah. But, can't do but, pick. but you can. Mm, I was going to say you can pick the year. I mean, so again, let's see. What, what is it? You said DeJounte, Pirtle, and Keldon? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's just. I just don't want to add Pirtle just for the weirdness. But then if we're already losing like two other. Like our other two best young guys. Get the five seed this year. Come on. Yeah, can't do that one. Kind of part of the reason like we really like the idea of including Lonnie Walker is like the Kevin Herter theory. It's just like we have no use for Lonnie if we're bringing in uh, Bradley Beal. Like, so that's why we're kind of it's not a big deal to add him to a deal for us. Yeah. That's a pretty good offer, though. I think that's that's probably what the Spurs are going to stick with as their max. I mean, if you want to add, like, Luka Samanik, we can do that. But um, that the final offer from the Spurs will probably be the, uh, either the original one we discru- discussed with DeJounte or the most recent one of uh, Keldon, Lonnie, Salary Filler, and two first, two swaps. And then if you wanted to add yeah. Lucas Dominic to that, you can. Right. Hmm. It's hard. I, I feel like I have four good offers. And again, the Warriors still... If I if you had a gun to my head and told me I had to pick one now, I'd pick the Golden State one. Um, uh, I, I say just try right. to eliminate... We just keep trying to eliminate one and maybe just like... Right, put right, like, right put like some time on the clock so like kind of forced to make decisions here right um yeah denver i i don't know if that moves the needle so it's it's murray Najee, hampton and a first um i think that's the one that i'm gonna eliminate unless you you can think of something else to throw in <sighs> i don't want to like just get in a bidding war with myself but denver is like the team that i think Right. Well, Golden State too. Like San Antonio is like, yeah, we're going to throw out an offer and like we'll go up a little. But I mean, at the end of the day, we can walk away. It's not like it's kind of we're kind of a yeah. wild card team anyway. But Denver is like, I mean, what are we doing here? We're not winning championships with this roster, and Beal could change that. Um, but it's weird that you're trading Murray, just kind of stepping out of character. It's, it's it, yeah. It, it, it's just like instead of getting three stars, you're you're getting like. Like, in theory, a better second star. <laughs> yeah, and the weirdest part, too, is, like, Murray is so was, like, so great in the playoffs. It's, like, that probably can't even be improved on. So, but right. it's, like, in the regular season, he goes back to being inconsistent and le- always leaving you wanting more. But what he did last playoffs, like, probably can't be improved on. Like, Bradley Bill, I don't think, is playing better than that. And I guess with that in mind, we'll probably have to leave our offer at what it is that Probably won't go too much higher. I mean, we won't go higher than what's out there. Hmm. You know what? Honestly, I think I prefer the Denver offer to the Philly offer because I I like Murray more than 
I like Murray more than Harris, just in terms of an asset. And I don't think Maxi and Tybal are like loads better than the other two than Najee and Hampton. So, hmm. all right, Philly, last chance though. Ben Simmons on the table and more. You're out. I mean, we're not going to throw Simmons and Moore on the table. If if the Maxi Thibault Harris two first is not good, um, I mean, a swap would that even matter? Would you throw in swaps in twenty two and twenty four? <laughs> yeah, we would. I'm just, I'm just trying to get the price as high as possible for all four of these teams, so I can say I got it this high. Um, yeah, but okay. Can someone put like a like a timer on me for like a minute, and after that minute, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. To throw uh, out. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the recording time right now. All right, I'm watching it. Okay. Okay. You guys can talk about something for 45 <laughs> seconds. I'm just staring at a piece of paper. Taylor, what what do you think Washington should actually? Not with trade, not with trade, but what should they actually even be going for? They like complete reset all the picks, or like grab a decent like Ben Simmons, Jamal Murray, or like the Spurs two or three solid guys. Well, I I do like the idea. Like, I mean, I think you should aim for getting a blue chip, or if you can't, then maybe you kind of do what the Rockets did and said we're gonna bet on uncertainty, uncertainty in the future, and just be like, okay, we want four first, and then we want like pick swaps pushed out as far as possible, like. I think that's what the Rockets chose. They chose that over Ben Simmons. So if you're not getting an A-list asset, maybe that's what I'd be looking for. I don't know, but with the Wizards, like, based now, like, looking at how they're running in real life, like, they have owners who don't want to rebuild and stuff like that. So the Spurs offer might be a little more attractive, just getting a lot of young guys who I think are good now and you aren't going to bottom out. And if you can get the, like, future assets. Uh, buddy, your time ran out 10 seconds ago. All right, I am uh, stopping conversations with San Antonio. Oh no! Well, I just, I just feel like at a certain point you're gonna be like, nah, let's, we don't, we don't need this, and yeah, I'm getting rid of San Antonio. You don't think Philly's gonna, like, can Philly even add more though without their picks? Yeah, they can add a. 2027 first. Oh, I am shocked. <laughs> um, okay, so where do you want to take it then with the three remaining teams? Yeah, I want to talk to Philly. Would you do Harris, Maxi, Thibault, and three picks? Is this a. Again, you're getting the best player. Is this a, just to keep them in the conversation, or is this a, like you would really want that? It, I mean, I would say if you included all, like all three of those picks, like that's comparable to the Warriors' offer now. I mean, we can't even really trade the twenty twenty seven just because it, it's protected. I mean, we'd have to talk to Oklahoma City because it's I, once I just got off the phone with them. Years. They'd be okay with it, lifting the protections. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For the are, light price of a, it's lightly protected pick. all three of the seasons. Right. Hmm. Okay. I mean, two firsts and two swaps, and Maxi was probably outperformed his. He's basically like a first round pick in himself. That's shown a little bit. 
um, and a serviceable player. You could pull the whole OKC card of uh, rehabilitating Harris's value. You wait a season, then he only has two years left. Um, I don't know. We that's that's about. I mean, that's pretty much all we have, unless you're into Isaiah Joe or something. All right. I guess yeah, to speed so- it up, though. Yes or no? If you're adding that other pick. I mean, we can't. We'll do two swaps and two firsts. Right, and I, I guess one thing that I, I just did the math on the on the Philly thing, and it would actually push us into the tax, um, which we don't want to be, <laughs> even if we include Ishmael. So, so is Philly off the table? You could get rid of Jerome Robinson. Come on, that's not too hard. Well, to, to you, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I I was so excited about these deals when there were like five or six teams left, and it's probably how it goes in real life. And then you get down to like three, and you're like, oh, well, none of them actually look that good, even though they're the same deals. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it it's getting to the point where like I. I'm not even that excited about any of these deals anymore. Um, but, you know, for the sake of the pod, I I want to take the Warriors deal. I've wanted to take the Warriors deal this whole time. Um, just kind of talking out, like, the downsides of it. Um, if the Minnesota pick doesn't convey in 2021, um, and it's a top three pick, and then Minnesota, like, gets their shit together, and then they're in 2022 when the pick is, un- is unprotected, like... Even if it's like the twelfth pick, then you're looking at it and you're like, Ubre is not staying, so it's pretty much Wiseman and the twelfth pick for Bradley Beal. Like, and that's when you just really have to do like a gut check and think to yourself, like, do I believe in Wiseman that much that this is worth it? So that's that's my reservation with. That's why. Um, yeah, the pick is super it, interesting for Minnesota. Like, it could be super lucrative, but it could end up being. Very mediocre. Right. Yeah. And, and I, like, never had, had even thought about this Philly construction, but I actually really like it. I think Maxine Thibault, you know, give two good good young players to build around. Harris is fine, and the picks are nice. It's just that the 2021 first is going to suck. And <laughs> is it weird that I kind of like Denver's offer the best? I, I just – the reason why – I don't want to take it is because I don't think Denver's going to do that. But like right now, if I'm looking at it, I I really like Jamal Murray on the Wizards. It's kind of as like a guy to build around, especially if you're also including other stuff. Yeah, hopping. I, I, feel hopping like out of, I feel like we're kind of going in. Yeah. I just say hopping out of character real quick. Yeah. Um, I was kind of on board with Sam though when he was like, kind of why would the Wizards do that? Because I mean, I feel like Murray's just going to keep them out of being able to tank. And then, I mean, yeah. maybe lottery form, like, they actually do get, like, somehow get lucky as the 10th, like, the 10th worst record and get, like, a top pick. But if you just kind of look at what's expected out of that, it's not expected to get that pick. You're kind of just looking at maybe being the same situation as they are now, but probably slightly less hope to actually make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, on a max deal, like, I, I like Murray more than you do, Chandler, but I don't, yeah. I don't think he's going to change your franchise unless you have, you know, another 1A or 1B star next to him. 
Yeah, and he's like he plays with Jokic. Like he's in a great offense environment, and like this is kind of what he is. Like I don't think giving him the ball more is gonna like make his life easier or like produce better results. So I hope I'm not talking you out of Denver, but that's from Washington. I don't think I would be too interested in a Murray deal. I mean, I I don't think like I'm not the biggest Michael Porter Jr. guy, and because of the risk that comes with the injury on top of the already like questions. So like I don't. As Washington, I would be interested in Porter Jr. as like the main piece I'm getting back to. So a lot of it comes yeah. down to personal evaluation here. So right, I I think I'm just high on Wiseman, like potentially being it's like all NBA center. Um, I feel like I'm more confident about that than most people. Um, so that's why I'm so into the Warriors offer. But just just like from your guys' perspective, like which. Which offer did you think was the best that you throw out? I, I actually really like the San Antonio offer. I, I just, the reason why I took them off the board is that I, I don't know, I just can't really see a deal getting done. But what what were your guys' favorite offers? I like, I mean, from the Warriors, if like I, if you think highly of Wiseman, I think I like that a lot because if you are that high on Wiseman, it's like, okay, if this Minnesota pick doesn't pan out, it's not the end of the world. Um, and yeah, like I said, I liked my uh, San Antonio offer and the potential offers with San Antonio as well. Um, if, if we took like, a, if we did like on offline negotiations, we're just messing each other like and had like all day to think about things, like we probably could honestly come up with like the perfect edition of a San Antonio right. trade. Maybe yeah. at our mock trade deadline, whenever we plan that out, that might end up happening. Um, but, yeah, I mean, kind of same boat as you, know, like San Antonio and the Warriors and the Nuggets. It really all comes down to personal evaluation, I think. Yeah. For me, for me, I don't love the Denver one. We kind of talked about that. I don't know. I actually might – I like the Spurs one, or I might even like – I don't know. I, if I'm the Wizards, I want a bunch of picks, so – Maybe even one of the ones where it's like cap space and like four first might have been up there for me. It's super hard to know like what exactly, which direction exactly. Like I wouldn't even like the Simmons one, to be honest, if I'm the Wizards because I'm not that big on Simmons. And I just don't know what the next, like, I guess, I mean, I guess he's so young and you have team control and like maybe they believe in like Rui and Denny. But for me, they are still like lacking a lot of just assets and like a lot players that can move the needle beyond like seventh or sixth in the West and Westbrook is, you know, going to be traded or he's going to age out. He's, maybe he's already aged out. If you look at some of his time. So I probably be more along the lines of maybe a couple guys like from the Spurs or just like as many picks as I can get in like smaller. assets. I, yeah. I think there was actually some potential for a Knicks deal, honestly. Like, yeah. The next one I, with the Dallas picks. And what was your own final? Picks. What was your final offer from the Knicks? I said I would give four picks, um, two of mine, two of Dallas's, and then just like salary. I mean, you could have like, I just yeah. wouldn't include Mitchell Robinson, but or RJ Barrett probably. Well, see, that's I'd probably want Barrett back just for the hope of one player. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can take yeah, a chance then, on them if not move them, but I think basically the Knicks are stuck, right? If they trade four first and RJ Barrett, like then what? It's like Mitchell. Beal. That's why I, yeah. What? I didn't even ask about Barrett because I assumed that, you know, yeah, if you were trading Barrett and all your picks and then just Beal, like, isn't that kind of just like a 
I don't know. It kind of feels like a Carmelo. Forty-two like, wins, couple of, forty-six wins. Yeah, last yeah. couple of years when he was on the Knicks, kind of scenario. Um, I don't know. Just it's it's hard to pitch a trade to your fan base when you're getting like no quality NBA players back in the deal, or even like guys that could be promising. Um, I I will say it would be a lot easier to take the the Warriors offer if they could find a way to like unprotect their pick so that it conveys to the Grizzlies in 2024 and then you could add like a 2026 isn't protected it like, I'd, like I'd like take the deal right now isn't it only like top one protected or top four it's uh or is it unprotected it might be unprotected no it, it's top four protected in 24 top one protected in 25 and then unprotected in 26 so, so you have to in a different year <laughs> right so you'd have to have it convey in you have to have it unprotected in 24 for you to trade at 26. Can't you trade the other half of it, though? Well, you can, um, you can well, get the Memphis other team to... That. Yeah, you can get the other team to take off the protections. Like, we would throw Memphis a second yeah. rounder to get rid of protections. Like, Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, you can factor that into the Warrior offer. We, well, I guess that those picks weren't even really... Had, didn't really have anything to do with ours. Um... So, I guess you got to decide now. You're gonna accept either one of the Warriors or Nuggets offers, and then no, I, I mean, I'm I'm taking the Warriors offer. I I think I have wanted to do that since the beginning, but just for the sake of like us kind of thinking a little more thoroughly about it, like I would take it if if you know the Warriors were also offering could offer a 2026 first. Like that would just make me want to call the league right yeah. now it's just i don't know it's just hard to pitch it when you're like you're not getting that much back in terms of like just the number of assets um yeah and one thing i was gonna add to swap. um basically what you have to wait now which is a lot easier to do on a podcast versus like real life but is like um do you think you'll get a better offer this all right i mean it's actually easier to do like it's something you would have a better feel of in the front office. Like if you're actually working there, it's like, do you think there's going to be a better offer this summer or not? Cause in this, for the sake of the exercise, like we decided, Oh, Bradley Beal is actually open to be traded. That doesn't mean he's going to be traded. Like he's under contract long enough to where you can wait it out. And sometimes the offers decrease then. Like sometimes you get kind of lucky, like Mike Conley situation where his value might've honestly increased when the jazz traded for him the next summer instead of at the deadline. Um, but yeah, like that would kind of be a consideration here. If they don't think that the offers are going to improve much, it might be time to just accept the deal. But if you think you can get more in the summer, it would be worth waiting out. Right. Yeah, and I guess one reason why I'd want to trade Beal now is that so my pick could potentially be better. And then if you're also getting the Minnesota pick, you could potentially have like two top five picks heading into yeah. next year. This, this is one that would also make sense to, to try to include the Thunder. Like, have the Warriors, I don't know, send something to the Thunder and then do the Westbrook for Horford swap. Because that, I don't know, would just make a lot of sense for us if that was the direction we were going. And then Wiseman would kind of have, like, a mentor and guy that could play if he was playing terribly. Yeah. Dang, I'm just thinking Horford would be a nice... Peace on the Warriors after uh, making a Beal trade. Um, 
maybe yeah, trade Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins and something, but the Nets looking like a really nice team there. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I, you can go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I don't really have too much more to add. Um, I never really thought that we'd get to like a like a final like yes I'm super excited about this deal and I'm taking this deal I think it just points to how you know how hard it is for Washington to really figure this out because like especially with you know I know it's a sunk cost but like they gave up a pick to get Westbrook so it's pretty hard to like a few months later just kind of be like no we're gonna trade Beal um, yeah it's there's there's so many different types of offers and it's kind of just like figuring out what they want to do as an organization. But I guess it might make sense to wait until next offseason when, you know, maybe a team like Philly like, like gets bounced in the first or second round and then their kind of their calculus changes and they might want to include more. Any thoughts, Sam? Yeah, I mean... So you... You do like the Warriors one for sure best. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if if I had to pick one, it would be that one. Yeah, I mean, you said like the Beal thing, like getting rid of him makes your pick better this year, which is a good point. Um, Although I will point out that they're already pretty bad. Like they already have a bad pick. And like, I don't, so like, my question is, do you think you'd get more from him in the off season? Like only one year left. Is that just like playing with fire if you're Washington? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely is playing with fire because it's a pretty big risk. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like this deal, the one you've ended up accepting. Like when I just think about the value wise, I'm like, I don't know if that's enough for me to do it now. Like I might want to wait. But then, right. like the two things y'all just brought up, it's very risky to wait. But then also, you're hurting your draft pick for this year. I mean, I think keeping those two things in mind. I probably would be willing to accept a little less than what I want, which is kind of how I think the Warriors offer is. Do you think the Warriors yeah. can win now? Uh, are you talking about like win the championship this year? Like with this deal? Yeah, or be a serious contender like like I not mean, I think, four or five games fodder in the in the second I mean, round I think one of the LA teams. Definitely jump into like the tier two contenders, no question. Um and maybe depending on how the LAs and whoever's the powerhouse of the East look going forward a little, maybe you could jump to that conversation. I mean, I don't think it's crazy. Like, I mean, I definitely think it's possible, but I think they will worst case fall back as a tier two contender. And then what's, you add what's Clay to best, that next year. So what's their best five then? Steph, Clay, or Steph, Beal, Wiggins, Draymond, maybe Robin Lopez probably be the starting five, which I mean, I think he'll blend pretty well with that group um closing five same four whoever's playing best off the bench between pascal watermaker um Bazemore. as it does get a little dicey yeah. in that fifth spot but i mean you can't be perfect <laughs> that's i having four legit guys like that or i mean three and then wiggins <laughs> i mean you know, if they were really trying to win this year, um, and they would be doing that if they acquired Beal, they, they do have that $9 million disabled player exception, which people assume they're not going to use because that's so much, like, additional tax payment. But, like, 
I know the Rockets are winning a lot, but like they could acquire a PJ Tucker type. Although that's like another kind of undersized four or five, and it seems like they need kind of like a bigger guy. But I don't know what that is because there's not a lot of sellers right now. I don't know what that would be. Uh, yeah, Wiseman would actually be on the table. No, I don't think the Warriors have any interest in trading him. Which, I mean, I just don't. I think they're gonna make the mistake of not maximizing any window. Like they're not gonna maximize this window by keeping. Well, they did just go to five five straight finals. Well, uh, yeah, I'm talking about like from here (laughs) forward. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like I don't think they're gonna win a championship at any point if they don't like swap Wiseman out for veteran or better. Because I mean, just like he's, I don't think he's gonna be an average or better starting center next season, and I mean, they'll be, they'll have to, then they'll be really relying on an even older Steph and Draymond plus two years of not playing basketball, or I guess that'd be three years of not playing. So, um, now that all my East teams lost, and the Wizards are looking to the future, is um. We're we're trying to steal Davis Bertans as, uh, <laughs> as the Celtics. What's your, what's your offer? Like one second round pick? No, one of the young guys uh, and a and a unprotected first. Like, would you be trying to get off of Bertans, or is it too weird as you just signed him? Because we have a big trade trade player exception, of course, that they can use. No, I, I mean, I I think we'd be interested. Or Philly would be interested too, actually. Yeah. I I hadn't really thought about it. I was only thinking about the Wizards in the context of Beal. I kind of want to throw them in the trash now. I, I didn't feel good being the GM for a night. It's <laughs> not an envious situation. I mean, it, that's okay. so tough, too, because, I mean, you're not going to know how that trade – like, value-wise, like we said, like at the end of the day, it feels, it, I mean, respectable, and it also gets rid of the risk of, like, the offers getting worse, and you also – probably get a better draft pick now but i mean if if uh wiseman sucks or that pick isn't good like you're gonna get clowned like it's gonna everyone's gonna act like you did a terrible job like that's kind of why and like I a think center like, like yeah, yeah. You hate you. yeah. <laughs> exactly um i feel great about it um, <laughs> yeah no. but going back to what me and sam talked about during like our little one minute conversation while you're thinking um I think that's kind of just looking at how the Houston Rockets did it. That shows, or like you just kind of get rid of so much risk by having so many bites at the apple. Like four, or I guess three picks from the Nets and four swaps, but it's like every available year they're getting the best of um, or getting the Nets pick straight up and then getting that other random Milwaukee pick who, if um, Drew Holiday leaves and then maybe Giannis gets hurt, it's like there's still disaster potential for that pick. I mean, I think it's unlikely, but. There's still some disaster potential. Um, and then also getting clean books. So I I didn't – I kind of would have liked getting a player as the Rockets, but I think the next best thing is just a lot of bites at the apple of some things that look pretty good. And that's the risk with the Minnesota – with the Warriors offer. There's kind of two main things you're betting on here. Yeah, so I know. Have- I, I was thinking about that a lot. So we had a million offers. It was Ubre, Wiseman, and the two good picks. And then we or, swapped well, centers. Oh, and the center swap. Well, it was, Minnesota, it was just the Minnesota pick. Oh, no other first? Yeah. No, that's the problem. It's like, <laughs> again, like yeah. if those, 
if those picks are good, it's like, oh, wow, we got a lot for Beal. And if Wiseman turns out to be Kwame Brown and, I don't know, the pick is like a, a number 13 pick in 2022, it looks yes. terrible. Well, so we say that now, and it's like, honestly, it seems like we're all already like kind of like looking back like with some regret on it right. for the for the Wizards. But let's compare it to what was out there and like what the trade market's going to be like. Okay, the Denver offer. There's some pretty serious questions there. Like we kind of went through what the issues with accepting a Jamal Murray deal were, and Porter Jr. has like disaster injury potential. I mean, what about, looking at my what about, the, what about what about Toronto? Toronto. Guys? I was wondering if you were going to throw Pascal Siakam on the table. That's what sometimes. No, see, I mean, that, but that's our dream is like Siakam, OG, Beal, and preferably like. Do you think Lowry and every first is interesting that's, from either side? Do you have every I first available to trade? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I, I think Lowry think, can get you more value. Yeah, I mean, I he's like the only salary we have. Toronto is like one of the five teams that I'm like confident that no matter, well, this season they're not doing very well, but I feel like they'll just, they'll always be good, you know? Like they'll always find a way. They're not, and especially, you know, if you got those, you would then have like four somewhat young guys. I just think that those picks are all going to be in the 20s. And like, yeah, it's a bunch of bites at the apple, and you could get a Kelvin Johnson in there, but like, for the most part, you're getting Mitch McGarry's. So, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean that's that's a good point. Like, usually you wanna, um, you want like quality. Like, you want the one premier asset rather than a ton of things. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't know if Wiseman. I don't know if I would be confident if Wiseman is that guy, but. You also I, could get, like, the fifth pick this year. Yeah, I forgot that Toronto deal was on the table, actually. I mean, because well, I think Kyle Lowry can be flipped again. Like, I think he'd be a lot right. to be flipped again, honestly. Um, but I was I was trying to think about that, though, because I didn't think Washington would need him. Like, what – try to find a team that can take on a $30 million point guard. Like, Dallas might be willing I, to now. It's like I would look at some of the teams that who had cap space dreams and they washed up. Like, I think he'd be great in Miami. Yeah, but how could they make it happen during this season? Uh, I mean, they got some. They got a, yeah, they got a lot of medium-sized salaries. They got like Myers Leonard, who makes nine million. Uh, you know, Kelly Olenek. Um, there's one more. Yeah, I think. yeah, I mean, yeah. They have the salary, but uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, why would why would Iguodala and Olenek be appealing to anybody else? I don't know. They have Dragic and Hero. Already two guards they're playing. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a couple teams, but there wasn't many teams, at least that I could find, that um, Lowry could be reflipped to. That was, that was kind of my, like, favorite Dark Horse team was probably Toronto. I mean, I really like him on Toronto, too, because even if you had to, like, like I've, I don't know if I'd, like, actually be willing to do it, but I think Pascal Siakam could enter the conversation because, like, what if he just regresses from here? I mean, you could potentially get ahead of it like he hasn't had that great of a year i mean uh, um then you'd be looking at let's say if you just swapped them to just look at how toronto would be you're looking at kyle lowry van fleet and beal as your guards og i mean that probably doesn't do enough to i guess yeah then they have no like four or five that's really solidified and also what does yeah. washington want to do with siakam like i mean sure they would want him but like max player that is a little bit older than all their like young guys and the picks they're about to have. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. That probably. But either way, I like the idea of the Lowry trade too, because then you're looking at Van Fleet, and that's a really nice young, but not like 
like they're ready to compete young, but they're still yes. like not like in their thirties, like Van Fleet, Beal, OG, and Siakam. Uh, I would have been pushing really hard as Toronto to make that happen. I mean, yeah, you I mean, offered you, a you were pick, like, so. I said three. I'm swapping like Boucher and someone else. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there has to be more interesting stuff in there. Like, if we were getting Boucher, if we were getting Malachi Flynn, like just some someone like. I don't know. If it's just Lowry and kind of probably bad picks, I just wasn't that intrigued by it, especially because Lowry would not resign, slash, it would be hard to trade him. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Just, I like the idea of just being able to say, okay, we have this player we like. Hopefully, like, he can be a rotation player, starter, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I probably would have needed a little bit more from Toronto, like, if they're not, especially if they're not offering every pick. But if they would have gotten up to every pick available, and he, like I said, like that just you have like a perfect young core of like twenty five to twenty seven year olds. Like that's right. I I think I would have been willing to push a little harder as Toronto. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, just obviously, I kind of was I was kind of doing that with everyone. But. Yeah, I mean, you. I, that it seems like you're like super. Ex- seems like you're super excited about Beal. I mean, did my rant quick rant about him? Like, well, it's funny you like, at all. Every time we've talked about Beal before, you've like been higher than Beal. Uh, yeah, and I do like Beal. I do like him as a thing, but but like, well, so can't. like I said, a lot of it was team situation, like Nuggets and Warriors. Um, and the Nuggets, and when I really thought about it, I was like, okay, well, Jamal Murray literally like played the best possible basketball in the playoffs, and I don't think Beal's going to move the needle, so I'm not going to put too much more. But if I can get the upgrade, I'd do it for a little extra. But then the Warriors, I mean, I just, I mean, like I said, I'm lower on Wiseman and. I think keeping Wiseman doesn't maximize any window, and by getting Beal, you can maximize this window and have a young, a pretty young superstar. Um, so Warriors, there's a lot of desperation mixed in. Let me think about Spurs. It's kind of just like, yeah, we'll throw you a good offer. We have a lot of assets, and we're kind of interested in being good now. So I was a little bit more willing to throw a good offer with them. Um but yeah, a lot of it was desperation, I think, from the Warriors. That's kind of why I was willing to do a lot. Do you think I didn't try hard enough as the Sixers? Sixers and Hawks, yeah. Because, I mean, to be, like these deals when you could have got Beal without giving up Ben Simmons, like... Oh, and I threw him everything. No, I, I offered everything. He said no. Yeah, I... I did, did you offer I every the, pick and every swap? I bowl Maxi and all the picks that we had available and two did, swaps. You had three picks. I thought the Philly well, deal the last was one very, I technically, very technically couldn't do. Yeah. Could you wait if you like gave someone a second to lift? Yeah, I mean we would have to get OKC to lift it, and yeah, I mean the twenty. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's any issue. I mean, I think teams would love to get a second round pick to make a pick better for them. Yeah, I mean, but sure. I, just technically illegal at the time, but yeah, we probably yeah, could have. We could have called OKC and. Got him in. They got Sam Presti in on the conversation. But I mean, if I'm feeling I have a chance to add Bradley Beal, like you said, you basically offered everything. But I would have like every. I would try to make sure like I can get all three picks, any swap possible. Shake Milton. I threw an Isaiah Joe. Yeah, I said what (laughs) what else do you need? No, I don't. I would. Yeah, Philly is great. And then Atlanta. I think Atlanta maybe Philly and Atlanta for sure. I wanted to take Atlanta's offer. Yeah, I mean, with yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even I don't even know that much about Congo. He has hardly played at all, and but like I know, yeah, I think 
I think Buddy talked his value up too high. <laughs> Buddy wanted him so bad. Sam was like, well, if he's this good, yeah. why am I going to add to the offer? Well, yeah, but I wasn't just going to give like four picks and him and one of our wings. Like, I don't know. Like, Capella's hurt all the time. He just missed like an entire season with his back. And he, like, I think and also only real injuries, though. It's like only kind of like the last year or two. Yeah. I mean, but he is a big with like foot problems. So, like, you could probably expect that to continue. Right, and Collins is about to leave, potentially, or get maxed out. I don't know. I, I offered him. I just didn't want to give up the whole farm and him. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense for Atlanta just because, like, they are trying to get better and take that step, and they have so many young players where, at the end of the day, like, you probably need to move one or two regardless. And, obviously, we're talking about more than just moving one or two young players. We're talking about making a huge deal. But Bradley Beal, like I said, he's, like, superstar is not going to – He's, like, pretty close to the timeline of the Hawks. You have, like, just, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of potential offers out there that make sense between those two teams. Like, maybe, like, Collins and then some of the, like, one or two of the young guys and a pick and, like, some form of picks. Or, I mean, throwing in on Yeka, like, in Kevin Herter. I mean, I think that's a great foundation there because Kevin Herter, a nice young guy, and you don't really need him when you're trading for Beal. Then on Yeka, like the just re- most recently, like the sixth pick in the draft, I probably wouldn't want to give up too much after that. Like, but I think I would have maybe done a little bit more than you on top of that, maybe like three picks. Yeah, Atlanta's saving for the town sweepstakes, I guess. <laughs> That's what I was thinking I, too. Like all these times, I'm like, okay, so if we don't put this offer out for Beal, I guess it's for Towns. Then, <laughs> were you thinking that? I mean, yeah, kind of in the back of my head with a lot of these teams. It's funny. I was just thinking that, like, even if the Atlanta trade was like reddish, a Kongwu, and a couple first, like you feel like, oh, that's that's so much. But think about what you still have. You have Trey, Rondo, Beal, Bogdanovich, Herder, Hunter, Collins, Gallo, Capella. Like, you still have all of those guys. You have you have so many like. You have nine. I, I would say that's a full playoff rotation, right? So I, I don't feel like you're giving up that much in that kind of trade where it's like one of the young wings, a Kongwu, and picks. Yeah, I, I don't think that's far at all. I mean, if it was, I think we said if it was two first Hunter and a Kongwu, we probably right. would have done it. Yeah, I think it's close. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, the, the Hawks and the Spurs were both kind of situations where, like, if we were just. I feel like that's something we just kind of talk every day for a couple of weeks, and then you yeah. kind of feel yeah. out where the other team is. It would it would just be too much back and forth. That's why I didn't end up going with it because I I would have accepted something, and then like the next day I would have been like like no, I actually wanted this guy, you know. So yeah, part of the thing with the Hawks too there. is it kind of works both ways with some of their role players playing out of their mind. Like you got to expect regression too, so you can't like bet on that for real, but. With the way uh, DeAndre Hunter's playing, like he's like a elite role player at the forward spot, like right now. Like obviously he's probably going to regress because I think he's shooting like crazy numbers from like mid range and stuff like that. Which actually, what he did, he did a lot of that in college, so maybe that is somewhat close to the normal. But I mean, I think that makes Red issue everyone was higher on coming into this season a little bit more expendable when you kind of one guy I follow on Twitter who like tweets out a lot of like the synergy stats for the Hawks. Um, he broke down what Cam Reddish was doing for create on creation, self-creation versus like uh, being assisted. 
and his like self-creation numbers weren't the best and he probably becomes a little more expendable as someone who might have a higher ceiling than Hunter because he has a little more or he's like Bill is having a little more on ball juice but for what the Hawks are doing and if you're acquiring Bill like the Hawks would probably prefer to keep Hunter and then maybe the Wizards would prefer to get someone with the slightly higher ceiling even though the floor is lower and Cam Reddish so and then like with Capella playing out of his mind I think it's that's a tough line to walk so you gotta like factor in injury and, and regression but that might make Onyeka a little more expendable i don't know and then collins like with these with them set to uh, get paid if you're not 100 percent sold but a lot of hawks guys have been saying like his defense has been pretty good from the four spot this year um then maybe he could be a piece but i yeah i kind of just feel like there's a, like you said a lot of conversation you probably and like you see how the things play out you probably have a better chance of coming to some sort of deal with the hawks versus just right now but yeah i think there definitely is potential there yeah, I mean, I was be curious if we could have put in Bogdan instead. Although, is he trade eligible? Maybe not for another month or something. I think the free agent guys just no. The, uh, earlier this week, that was when people can uh, have to be traded by to be able to be aggregated again. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think, he, agent, I think he's eligible. Yeah. Yeah, I think free agent guys should be eligible by now. Like, They're probably shouldn't. All weird. Probably shouldn't take too much of just like 15 games. But I mean, is Hunter maybe a better prospect than Wiseman right now? I'd say yes, <laughs> but I mean, I'd say no. But hopefully, I'm not overreacting. I mean, I am overreacting, but hopefully, it somewhat is the new normal for him. I guess I'm just so intrigued by like the things that Wiseman can do and the flashes that he's shown. If he just can put it all together, and I also kind of like that, like he's bad right now, so we could still get like our picks will be good, and then in a few years. When those young guys and Ben Wiseman has figured out how to catch a pass and all that, um, like do you think he's? Do you think Wiseman is like DeAndre Ayton or like better? That's than what I was thinking. Projecting or like, what do you actually think he'll be? That's the comparison. I, I mean, it's so it's so early. It's probably not fair, but uh, Ayton seems like a decent comp for him after one month. <laughs> You know, like, the more I watch him, and, I mean, how I was thinking about it as the Wizards is I think he could be, like, an Orlando Dwight Howard, which I know is a stretch, and I'm not I'm not saying that as, like, I actually think he'll be like that, but that's who the Wizards are acquiring, acquiring him, thinking, like, he can be, like, if you surround him with, like, Bertans and Denny and just, like, a shit ton of shooters, you think like after a few years he could turn into kind of this defensive anchor, kind of like your best player, but not like your closer by any means. I don't know. I've I've watched a lot of Warriors and he just I don't know, he just has physical tools that like you don't see that often. And I think I'm intoxicated by that. And so that's why I was like, I would definitely I, I definitely value more than DeAndre Hunter, but it seems like you guys feel differently. All right, well, Chandler, you got fleeced. You just traded 19-year-old Dwight Howard um, for a season and a half with Beal at $30 million, so I hope you feel good. No, nah, Beal's going to re-sign. We already thought he knows our owner wants to pay. We're going to sign him for the five-year Supermax after. Oh, we're going to take a pick away from you. You can't talk You can't talk extension in advance. Come on now. Oh, all right, I think now it's probably about time we should wrap it up. Um any 
other thoughts that you haven't said yet or anything? We've probably touched on everything by now. Well, the only other thing is, like, do you think, do you think there's any chance that ownership and Beal kind of have this thing where don't say that you want out, don't don't request a trade, and just be a good soldier so that we can get the biggest possible offers and like, yeah, you know, he's saying all the right things, but they actually would seriously consider moving him the next month? Or do you think it's actually just like, no, like this is our franchise guy. He just loves it here. And we, we're not even going to really entertain anything. No, that's a good question. I've been thinking that because, um, I mean, that just seems like a reasonable thing to do. And like, kind of why else would he be having that terrible body language? Like what, like what would be the reason behind that? If you're where you want to be, like, you know, that people around the court, like aren't good and stuff like that. So like, why are you going to like sit there and like openly pout about it? If you weren't like, if it wasn't for the fact that you like actually were waiting to be traded, like that's kind of what James Harden was doing, and I just don't get the idea of like openly pouting about it if you're if you don't want to be traded. But I mean, he's chosen to stay in Washington every chance. Like, he could ask out so many times. He chose to extend and make him not trade eligible last year. Like I gotta lean. I don't think that's what's going on, but it would explain some things. But just based off the history of Beal, I'd say I don't think that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a good point. That it could be that it's kind of like a wink, wink. Like, hey, Brad, we'll we'll trade you to a contender at the deadline, but you have to like act like you're happy so that you know teams aren't lowballing us. Um, I really think it's going to be Denver. Part of it is because I want it to be Denver, but I think if Denver gets in a position where it's right close to the deadline and they're, I don't know fifth six in the west just kind of looking like the same denver team that they always are and are kind of like hey we have said no to so many of these trade offers for mpj and and murray and like at some point we just need to go all in and it just becomes like we're gonna trade harris mpj and three first like yeah i literally just thought of that i was like should i have like officially made that offer like i kind of just put MPJ to the back of my mind when you decided you like Murray better, but I probably should have thrown that out there because I think that's what I would have, like, out of desperation came to. Right. Just, like, a bunch of firsts along with Michael Porter Jr. And then Denver just says, like, hey, we got our three stars. We have zero defense, but we're just we're just going to try to do this thing with no guys that can guard any of the L.A. players. But One I thing think- I... Was- Tempted about as Denver, I wrote down Murray and MPJ, but it was like going to be for Beal and more. I hadn't decided what more was going to be, but I was low key tempted to offer that. <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't work. Um, I see. I could see Denver, but I don't see any way they put in Murray. Not not because he's yeah. so much better than Beal by any means, but he's just younger, and they have him for four years, uh, or is it five years? Whatever. He just signed the max extension. Yeah, and so I just I don't know I really can't see that they they just had they just made the Western Conference Finals like he was just going nuclear, um, and I mean yeah. they have had it's some just playoff not a success. Thing to do. It's just yeah, not I don't, a different thing. To I don't do. think so, but I, I could see him doing the Porter for sure, and and like picks and a couple of their young recent first rounders, but I I really can't see Murray being involved. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think that's a good place to call it. Um, don't know for sure what we'll have next. We'll probably see what's going on with the trade market and all that. Uh, probably getting somewhat close to our mock trade deadline. That'll be pretty fun. 
And yeah, make sure you check out offtheglass.com. Check them out on Twitter. All sorts of fun stuff going on there. And we'll talk to you all next time.